Start a new transition in life, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing, or creating a brand new life. Be with us in Panta Kalhor Transition Channel. Episode 46, Green Healing Show, How Suppressed Emotion Cause Physical Illness with Kim Knight, Self-Help and Awareness Coach. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. Hi, hi everyone. Uh, today Kim Knight is with us and um, we are going to talk about emotions and how they affect um, our health. Welcome to my show, Green Healing Show, and uh, I'm very pleased and very happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you. It's wonderful to be here, and I'm super impressed by your show. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, all right. I've seen a lot of skills, and when I wanted to choose a topic, I said, oh, my goodness, she's very resourceful because I know you touch a lot of areas and you have a lot of certifications and you work for like 30 years and I am so happy that you give us this opportunity to touch base about emotion and how they connect to physical illness and chronic disease yes yeah, yeah. okay tell me about yourself uh, what did you do why did you end up helping others for chronic disease and currently what are you doing so as it is probably for many therapists and coaches it was through my own journey of being ill and getting well and that was a long long journey and to try and make it very very you know the story very short I was diagnosed with clinical depression when I was 28. And I hadn't literally even heard of the word depression when I was diagnosed. I didn't even know that I was unhappy. That was how disconnected I was from myself. And that was really the start of the journey. And I thought I was sorting myself out, but as I learned later, I really wasn't. And the way that I discovered that was several years later, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. And I had a whole host of other other symptoms and diagnoses, including asthma and chronic allergies and chronic back problems and, you know, a long list of different symptoms. But the chronic fatigue was debilitating and I couldn't work. I had to stop working. And when I went to the doctor, they said, we don't know what causes it and there's there's no solution. And so for the first three months after being told that, I just literally <clears throat> um, crawled down the stairs in the morning and sat on my sofa, watched the love boat. That was the highlight of my day. And and then just sort of mooched around the house the rest of the day, wondering what to do. And then after about three months, I thought I simply refused to, to live the rest of my life like this. And I started really re researching, okay, what, you know, what, what do I need to do to get well? What's causing this problem? And that took me on a very, very long journey of trying over 200 therapies, not making any progress. I, I guess I'd learn a bit about myself, but it was like two steps forward, one step back, sometimes two steps forward, three steps back. And that just went on for about five years. 
And then I was lying in bed one day. I'd managed to get away on holiday, but then I got sick again. I was in this beautiful resort in Australia. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was lying in bed, unable to get out of bed in this beautiful resort where all I wanted to do was be, you know, outside in the pool and I couldn't get out of bed. And I lay there and thought, what would I do if I only had a few months to live? Because maybe I'm I'm never going to get better. So I have to start seriously thinking about this. And and the thought came to me was, well, I'd love to do that trip around the world that I've been dreaming of doing, but never really seriously thinking of doing. But all these uh, you know, brochures I'd been collecting of all these places around the world I'd like to visit. And I thought, well, what's stopping you doing this if you literally don't think you're going to get better and you might get worse? So I decided to do this trip around the world and I set off despite the fact that I was still sick and I would crash every so often and not be able to move for two or three weeks or four weeks. Uh, but I somehow I kept going and right at the end of that trip, it was it was quite apparent that I was still looking for answers. There was there was some part of me that was still looking for answers. And right at the end of the trip, I came across my first Qigong teacher and everything turned around. And he said to me, the good news is you're strong. The bad news is you're holding all your strength to hold everything inside. And specifically what you're holding inside is your emotions. And he said chronic fatigue is not a lack of energy it's blocked energy and that was a turning point light bulb moment for me and I, I had a huge emotional release because I was just ripe and ready for it uh, after all the you know the work that I'd done building up to that and finally I could no longer hold all of this inside and I had a huge healing um, experience and I was able to actually walk out of his clinic afterwards. I hadn't barely been able to walk in when I arrived. And I immediately started to, to learn more about emotions. I thought, okay, I need to understand about these emotions and, and, and how to identify them because I haven't been noticing them and I have to learn how to clear them and out of my body. And I, I just have to learn everything about emotions. And so I spent the next five years doing that, learning specific techniques for identifying and clearing emotions both at a conscious and an unconscious level uh, at an at a mind mental level also at a physical level because emotions are also they are physical they are held in the body physically at a cellular level and slowly 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 I started to to get better and uh, it, it still was, you know, it, it wasn't an easy journey. It was still two steps forward, one step back. And every time I went backwards, I'd have to ask myself, what am I missing? What's the missing piece here? And there would be another piece of the puzzle that I would discover. And really, a lot of it had to do with, well, so many. I mean, there's just so many things. I can't, it, it's hard to say it in, in one go, but self care and taking care of oneself and, and not harming oneself emotionally, mentally physically, energetically was was critical. Uh, and also de-stressing, um, un understanding how stress really inhibits the healing response in the body. So there were many, many, many pieces to the puzzle. And so from the date that I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue, it took me 10 years to say that I could say that I was 90% better. And during that journey of the second half, the second five years, I was doing a lot of therapy training just to heal myself, but I ended up uh, being 
professionally trained at the end of those five years in several therapies, never ever um, with the intention to, to be a therapist. It was just to heal myself. And then people started, <coughs> started asking me for sessions. So I, that's how I started working. It, it wasn't intended. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to set up a business and this is what I'm going to do. It just happened by default. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what happened to me as well. Because uh, I was struggling with fertility issues. Then I had my baby girl. Then s suddenly I said, why not helping others? Because that's a great blessing. Uh, why not others have it? That that's why I ended up studying fertility coaching and then be a fertility coach. <laughs> that's mm. exactly the same. So um, just have some questions. Let's say about asthma. I know uh, there is a book from Louise Hay. Have you heard about it? And she actually talked about the relation between physical um, disease and emotions. And uh, she, that's, I love that book because she actually talked which ex exact emotion can affect your uh, body and yeah. which part of the body. Let's say about the asthma, because you mentioned you had asthma before. How did you deal with it? Okay, are you referring to You Can Heal Your Life? Is that the book you're referring yes, to? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So what, what's interesting about that book is I, I will answer your question, but just a little detour to get there, is I was introduced to that book um, literally within the first couple of months of arriving in New Zealand, which was 30 years ago. And at that time, I'd, I'd gone through the depression, uh, but I hadn't yet had the chronic fatigue. And I was flatting with this girl, we, we got on very well, and she came up to me one day and she said, hey, there's this amazing book that I've just read, do you wanna borrow it? And she handed it to me, I opened it up to the first page of the first chapter, and I started reading the words on the page and it felt like I was reading Chinese even though it was in English. In other words, I didn't understand a word. And I very politely said, thank you, I'm sure it's wonderful, but no, thank you and I handed her the book back. And about a year later, this is still before I got into, you know, because that was in 1990 and I didn't start getting into personal development properly until 1993. So it must have been about 1991, I was in a bookshop and I saw the book again and I picked it off the shelf, I opened it up to the same page, I started reading it and it made sense. Now, this is very interesting for understanding how the consciousness works. Uh, I was looking at exactly the same words on a page one year before it was gobbledygook and now it was starting to make sense. So what had changed? Somehow my consciousness had changed. And actually the reason that my consciousness had changed was that in that, that period of that year, I had gone through healing, um, getting out of a very abusive relationship and all that it took to do that. So back to your question about asthma. <laughs> So the, I, I would say, and this is no disrespect to Louise Hay because she really put this topic on the map, is that, that her book is quite simplistic. Um, we have to take it with a pinch of salt and not say, okay, well, if she says this, then it's exactly this for everybody because that's not how it works. Because we heal a person, not an illness, and we heal a whole person's life, not a condition. And I'll say that again because it's so important. 
we heal a person not an illness we heal a whole person's life not a health condition so there are many many different modalities uh, and um what's the word i can't think of the word but many different approaches to to understanding well what's the correlation between emotions and physical symptoms and different modalities will have different ways of explaining things and they will have different definitions of okay well this emotion is correlated to that physical symptom you know for example you know there's the emotion code and there's body talk and there's you know some of the ones i've studied motivational medicine and 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 lifestyle prescriptions there are so many different uh, approaches and so what we have to do is and that's what i do when i work with people is i look at their whole life uh, to to assess everything in its totality because different symptoms are all connected underneath the surface we might have you know say asthma and allergies and back pain and we think well there's no connection but actually when we look beneath the surface there will be some themes that run through everything and it's those themes that we really need to get to um, so it's not an easy answer to answer your question but if i bring it back to me and uh, the asthma that I had, what was really interesting was I, I didn't have asthma as a child. It started in my 30s when I was getting into quite, quite heavily into uh, personal development. And what I realized was, was that it, it was like digging up all this stuff was literally bringing all my stuff up to the surface. And there was a fear of doing that. And it was playing out as asthma and there was more to it than that and yes there are uh, you know particular themes for asthma on, honestly i can't i can't think of i can't I, I couldn't be accurate right now to you know to refer to some of my modalities to give you an accurate uh, description but you know asthma is all about breathing it's about breathing in life and can i breathe in life and what am i afraid of uh, and actually most symptoms that everything will track back to fear of some sort, um, you know, some sort of fear. That's that's what it all tracks back to, uh, and and because the body goes into a physiological fear response as a, as a result of an emotional fear response. So, that you know, we just need to look at a person in their totality. I ask you because I I have the same issue. I have asthma, <laughs> so. I didn't have asthma when I, I was a child. Since child, I had no problem. Then I went to Australia for a while, studying there. Uh, the first time I've seen my asthma there attacked me. And uh, no, I, when I go back there, uh, flashback to those days, I see, yes, I had some fears because I just immigrated to another country. I had lots of challenges and I had recent PTSD from, uh, from an accident when I went there. So that's why all everything accumulated to attack me as asthma. And after sometimes, that was amazing. After sometimes, I didn't have it. And then uh, I, come, I came back again. I immigrated. Uh, to another country again after um, after a year again I had it <laughs> you see so it's like a common goal uh, but um, I'm curing myself by 
body and mind connection and again holistic medicine i feel amazing right now so that's why i'm uh, i'm asking you because as you said uh, and i'm talking to so many therapists and they said uh, if you have a chronic disease or even cancer they must be when you realize that you have it they must be something wrong with you for years and then you accumulated there and then it show up as cancer asthma or any kind of uh, chronic disease yeah and just a note what's interesting listening to you because our words give us away a couple of times there you said attacked me the 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 the, the asthma attacked me that, that's a very telling phrase there and and i you know i would be asking you okay so if you think back to some of those times you know around the time where the asthma or you know six months before the asthma came in was there exactly. some feeling of feeling attacked before asthma uh, came in somebody attacked me <laughs> and uh, robbed my car and uh, throw uh, threatened me with the knife point that's why i got the ptsd afterwards and then i had it from there for a long time it took me some time to recover from it and I feel safe again. I guess that's why I had that. So as, as you're saying that, because I, I feel people's energy and I feel a shift in my energy and it's still processing. <laughs> so yeah. I'm helping you. <laughs> and and that, that, that there's something really key there um, because what happens is when we have a traumatic event, it's called, there's a name for it, which we could give any traumatic event. It's a UDIN experience. A UDIN experience is, it stands for unexpected. So it comes out of the blue, right? It's dramatic because it's dramatic. Uh, it's isolate, isolating because often we feel isolated either in the moment or afterwards. And <clears throat> there's no strategy. In, in, the, in the moment that it happens, there's no strategy. Now, when that type of event happens, it's a shock trauma event, um, the, the, there's fear triggered, right, biologically in, in the body. And fear is, it's a biological response, but it's also emotional energy. It, it's, it's energy. And in the moment that it's triggered, if we are unable to fully resolve that event in that moment, which is often very impossible, that energy is snap frozen just like snap freezing peas it's snap frozen at a cellular level and it will lodge because the bio, the, the the body is incredibly intelligent and it's designed to uh, well specific organs and tissues are designed to hold that energy until we can clear it and so that 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 fear gets snap frozen into cells uh, somewhere in the body in tissues or organs bones, whatever. And it just like gets lodged there uh, uh, because we're just trying to survive in that moment. So <clears throat> what we have to do is, is to a rec you know, come to recognize and understand what is happening in the moment, because often if we're not educated into this, we have no idea. We've just gone into the fight, fight, freeze response, and we don't have an understanding of what's happening. And then what we need to do is we need to, as soon as we can, <clears throat> but it, although it may be many months and years later that we do this, but ideally, as soon as we can, we self-process or get some help processing that emotional energy so that it's cleared. So I'll give you an example. 
Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, when I was younger, I never knew this. But then once I learned it, I was like, oh, OK, this is interesting. And about five years ago, I was living in, in a house in Auckland and I really liked where I was living. I'd been there for 10 years and I felt quite secure. And for me, having security is quite important. And I went to speak with my neighbor and they'd said to me, hey, we, <clears throat> we want to have a chat with you about something. It's not important. We just want to have a quick chat. And I was like, oh, OK. And the only thought that I had was, are they going to put the rent up? Because I hadn't put the rent up for a while. So I was out standing in the field next to them. I went to say hello. And I said, so what is it you wanted to talk to me about? And they said, oh, no, nothing. We, you just need to move out of the house. And I just, in that moment, I had a Uden moment. It was, it, was, it was unexpected, dramatic, isolating, and no strategy. Because in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, where am I going to go? Uh, it's 10 years since I moved in there and prices have doubled and I don't know if I can afford to live anywhere else. And I was literally having this Yudin moment but observing it at the same time and feeling the fear and the shock and the disappointment and, you know, being able to label all our emotions, which we have to <clears throat> learn to do if we want to be emotionally masterful. And I just stood there with my mouth literally on the floor. I mean, you hear that expression, but it was like, oh my God, my mouth is open and I'm just in shock. And 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 then, <clears throat> and I said, excuse me, I, you know, I'll talk to you about this later because I knew I had to walk away and process the fear and the upset. And as I walked away, I started processing it, you know, and, uh, you know, because I knew that I, I needed to, to get rid of that, that trauma. Now, obviously that is a minor trauma compared to a lot of other traumas. But for me, it was it was a trauma. So it's really, really useful thing to know that the Yudin. Yeah, that was interesting. I had a little trope, you know, <laughs> from you. Uh, actually, yes, we all have this unexpected uh, drama, you said. You trauma. Yeah. Tra drama, trauma. Yeah. yeah, trauma. Because you say UD, so... Uden, U-D-I-N. It stands for unexpected, dramatic, isolating, no strategy oh. event. U-D-I-N. <laughs> it's, a, it's an acronym. Okay, okay. Uh, because I see when with my clients and myself as well, when I was struggling with fertility, that's the same thing. Because when... You are announced that uh, you are unex you are diagnosed with unexplained fertility. That's the bad shock, real shock. And then you said, "All right, you uh, you cannot have any baby, or we don't know, we don't know the answer, or you may have recurrent miscarriages." This kind of thing hits you, and it takes time uh, for people to um, process it. Yeah. I, <laughs> Did you want me to say I, I don't really have a, 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 a response to that? I'm just like I'm just agreeing. Yes. No, no, I just confirm I just confirm your mm. what you're saying. Mm. Uh, I said when you are dealing with something unexpected, 
emotionally you are shocked and it's gonna uh, affect you in many parts of your body it can be infertility it can be asthma because i had another interview with somebody uh, in acupuncture and she said very interesting point she said there is a connection between heart and womb if this connection is broken you cannot have your baby and you may suffer infertility that's the same thing with other emotion when when it hits you may be you may be uh, suffering from chronic disease asthma cancer or any other disease but i have a question here how can we real like it's not really easy you process it uh, immediately you know when you are hit by a trauma uh, all of the sudden you're thinking all right what should i do right now it's not something that you can pro process at the same time let's say uh, when somebody is going to kill you this is nothing uh, you are not taught to have a response to the uh, to this unexpected trauma you see so that's why you're shocked when you that when you experience something before like this you may have some other response but when this happened for you for the first time you can't do anything like your mind gonna be shocked and your mind is gonna be freezed <laughs> it's gonna be frozen what do we have to do at this time like when we are uh, something happened to us unexpected how can we deal with it well you know the thing is if you're that there are different what i call different level levels of awareness or different levels of consciousness and they're like strata that go up <laughs> like geological geological strata and if i look back at myself 35 years ago i was down at the bottom <laughs> and i was asleep we could call it down here we're asleep and we're unaware and up here we're awake and we're aware and anything in between and as we work on ourselves and we work through our stuff and we do our personal growth work we move up this um you know we we, we move up the layers and we move from unaware and unawake to aware and awake. And that is the journey of, of human life. So if we're down at the bottom and we're unaware, um, we just, you know, we just don't, when I say unaware, what I mean is we don't know ourselves uh, and there's a lot of meaning in that, even that phrase, but we don't understand ourselves. We don't understand how our body works. We're disconnected. There's a sort of a mind body disconnect. Uh, we we don't know how we're feeling we don't know we're not aware of our thoughts you know so there's awareness plays out mentally physically energetically spiritually if we are more unaware then <clears throat> we're just going to be going into animal response in a in a real you know traumatic situation and we're just going to be responding you know from a survival response from an animal response and then probably afterwards then we'll go into shock and and then we will maybe have some emotions and cry and feel upset maybe we'll feel anger um 
and then maybe we'll go into afterwards we'll go into blame and blaming you know out externally and blaming you know what happened to us on on something external and and it's not that we were you know at fault so to speak but that the attitude more of an unaware person is to blame and to find something outside oneself to blame and if one doesn't hasn't sort of started exploring emotional healing and personal development work then probably we'll just get on with our day and our life and we'll think oh well I'll just forget that and won't know at all that actually the trauma is still inside us and the emotional shock is still inside us and it's playing out and sooner or later it's because it's been held by a particular or in a particular tissue or organ that that tissue or organ is now compromised and it may start to create symptoms later and as we become more and more aware then we start to be aware of what is happening in the moment and as we start learning self-processing techniques for managing and clearing emotions then we know that we have those tools that under our belts you know in our toolbox to use like i did when that situation with happened with the house i had the tools to deal with it so i dealt with it um, but that was through conscious awareness and choice and also what one learns on one's journey of of uh improving one's self is uh you know de-stressing is a major major segment of that that work and so for many years i didn't know that i was stressed i clearly was but i didn't know it <clears throat> and then one day i had a light bulb moment of understanding that the reason i was stressed even though i didn't want to be and that i i couldn't just i couldn't relax and i couldn't sit down for five minutes and i couldn't meditate and all this stuff was i had this light bulb moment of realizing the reason I'm stressed is because unconsciously when I was a child, it wasn't safe to be relaxed. So therefore, I have trained myself unconsciously to stay stressed in order to stay safe. And this is actually a big issue for many, many people and they have no idea. So <clears throat> one of the things that we learn on our de-stressing journey, and actually it's a de-addiction to stress because we're actually addicted to stress and, and all addictions are about protection. They're about self-protection is that we learn that as we cultivate ourselves and we cultivate our mind we cultivate uh, you know controlling our thoughts and thinking more positively than negatively but not just through positive affirmations that cover over all the rubbish underneath you know we we have to transform our our patterns of consciousness as we de-stress and we train ourselves to maintain uh, a state of peace and harmony even if everything around us is going mad then what happens is that even when we find ourselves in a previously upsetting or shocking situation we are able to stay very very grounded and peaceful and still and stable and that is possible but it takes training and it doesn't happen overnight um, but that is a big part of you know personal development is it's not just about clearing away the negative it's about cultivating the positive and knowing how to cultivate a, an ongoing state of peace inside so that when chaos is happening around we stay balanced and centered and of course right now this is more important than ever to be able to do that 
Actually, I remember a story of mine. Let's just have a few second break and come back and let you know what was my story. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. All right, uh, we are back. Uh, we are. Uh, we have some comments here. Some some people joined us. Uh, we have Donna. She's saying, "I love this show." As I suffer chronic fatigue, like Kim, I resonate with a lot. She's saying, "I'm currently in in a relapse." <laughs> Welcome, uh, Donna and Camini to our show, and thank you for watching. Uh, all right, uh, we continue for a few minutes. Uh, do you have, I see you have some uh, website and Facebook group here. Tell me about your programs, what you do uh, with your patients, uh, I mean, your clients, and uh, uh, do you have any freebies for us? Yes. I'm just unmuting myself there. Um, oh. Yes, I, I have a lot. I have a few different websites. It's all a bit, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say messy, but it's not as because I do everything myself. I don't have some flash web designer doing things for me. Um, so, what do I do? Uh, well, the interesting thing is things have been transitioning in the last year, which was you know simultaneous with COVID happening, and really my main thing that I've been doing, I could say, my bread and butter for the last 16 years or 15 years uh, before last year was helping people with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, any lot, lots and lots of different chronic illnesses and helping them to see, okay, if you get to the root of the problem and you learn how to manage your emotions and you learn how to be authentic and you learn how to take care of yourself and you change your unhealthy habits to healthy habits and you clear your past trauma and whatever it is that one needs to do because everybody is unique and nobody is going to do exactly the same things but at the same time a lot of things will actually be needed by everybody for example one of the things for people with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia is that usually uh, they've had trauma in the past and they're, they're afraid of being their true self, they're afraid of expressing their feelings, they don't look after themselves, they overdo it, they can be a type A personality, you know, lots of common themes. So I've been coaching people, main, you know, mainly one-to-one, -one, done some group programs as well, um, and mainly everything online since 2009 when I started working with people all over the world, of course it had to be online, and then when and then but simultaneously i've been doing a lot of qigong training and training in transformation of consciousness and i could feel like okay <clears throat> there's a that something's changing in my work here it's it's not like i'm consciously saying it needs to change but it's changing and so a lot of what i've been doing the last year is more focusing on cultivating the heart consciousness uh, I mean, obviously for myself, but helping other people to 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 cultivate what we call the five essential qualities of the heart, um, and also a lot of emotional uh, emotional processing 
training um, and, and, and how to be emotionally intelligent. And I have a seven level system in the Emotional Alchemy Academy, uh, which takes one through a very, very comprehensive um, training of how to become emotionally literate, how to become emotionally intelligent, how to uh, take one's power back if one's been giving one's power away. I mean, lots of lots and lots and lots of different uh, topics within those seven levels. And, 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 and moving up to the spiritual reason, we could say of why is it if we're a human being evolving on this planet and we want to evolve our consciousness, why is it that we have to master our emotions? Um, because we have to. Uh, so a lot of group live trainings, a lot of on-demand trainings that people can use at any time by themselves. And so really it's sort of, you know, stress management, emotional mastery, transformation of consciousness is probably the three main things that I could boil it down to, but there are just so many threads within each of those. All right, thank you so much uh, for being part of the show. Please let me know if you have any other words, like like last word to uh, give my audience some hope, <laughs> some recommendation. Oh, sorry, was that a question? <laughs> said, do you have any um, recommendation for my audience? Well, it's about coming to know oneself and one in order to do that one has to have a desire to do that exactly the interesting thing was when i was on that sofa for three months watching the love boat which was the highlight of my day and and then it finished the series finished and i literally sat there and thought what am i going to do now there's nothing else in my life and i could feel this anger coming up inside of me this this power of and, and, and saying to myself, I cannot live, I will not live the rest of my life like this, I will find answers. And that was really the beginning of the change because I had a strong, strong, deep desire in me to want to get well. And what I found over coaching many, many, you know, hundreds of people over the years is that that is the first step. There has to be a desire, even one doesn't have to know how or what one just has to want the change. And as soon as we put that out energetically into the universe, the universe starts bringing us some answers and you'll meet somebody and they'll mention a workshop or a book or something like that. Exactly. But first of all, there has to be the desire. And, you know, quite a few times I've had people ring me up and say, my partner or my brother or my sister or my child or whatever is ill and I, and I want them to see you. And I say, yeah, but do they want to see me? And they go, no, not really. And I say, well, it's not going to work. So we have to have the desire to get better. And as long as we have that strong desire, then the answers will start coming to us. Yes, exactly. I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And here we have uh, comments. Uh, Donna said, I'm a very driven person, except when I'm in relapse. I have been well and balanced for five years, but overdoing it, an extra stress and family trauma next minute, relapse. Do you have any recommendation for her? 
Yeah, well, what I would say with somebody who's still relapsing is that they haven't actually really got to the root cause of the problem, not not fully. And there's more information that needs to come to light. And there are more changes that need to happen in terms of understanding oneself and um, clearing perhaps um, past emotional, you know, unresolved emotional trauma, but also changing lifestyle habits so that we're not doing damage anymore because our body relapses because it, it's saying you can't keep doing this you have to change and if and, and in order to protect you from not literally keeling over and dying i'm going to take you out by you know making you you know lie on your back and be exhausted because you need to see uh what needs to be changed still and the thing is our consciousness is a very very tricky thing it's a very sneaky thing and we're not aware of what we're not aware of and we can think it's like consciousness is a continuum of awareness and you know we if you imagine a line and over here is unawareness and over here is awareness and we can be say over here in unawareness and we can think we know ourselves and that we know all the reasons why we're ill and all, all the causes and everything but actually there's this whole area here that we're not even seeing yet and sometimes we cannot see that by ourselves we have to have help to see it yes because sometimes um i see when i go through intake form from the clients uh it's a it's a whole body analysis it's totally emotional analysis as well because you never ask these kind of questions from yourself mm. you know yeah. When you don't you are, solve a problem from the same level of exactly. consciousness that created and it. Ask me, why do you ask these questions, like emotional questions, PTSD, you know? They even don't know that trauma may affect their infertility. And of this course, is because nobody's yeah, trained. Big awareness. If if that's not only for infertility, cancer, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, chronic disease. Um, are from emotional state and all the traumas or fear that is not processed yet. The reason people come back to those chronic diseases again and again, and they're not going to be healed because they haven't been healed from inside. Still, mm -hmm. they have these traumas, right? So, yes. yeah, that's why we really need some time to look back and... Uh, sit meditate and see but it's not it's not just it, about healing the trauma it's about making positive lifestyle changes exactly doing things differently so for exactly. example if you've been putting up with your boss treating you badly or your partner treating you badly that has to change because if we don't then the body's going to continue to send lots and lots of emotions which we're going to oh suppress so we have to make a lot of change exactly not only with the trauma but other emotions that we are dealing with every day yes yeah yeah thank you so much kim there are still lots of questions in my mind but <laughs> uh, we don't have too much time left thank you so much and thank you yeah thanks <laughs>